Have you ever wanted to survive your own horror film? Then McCammy Manor is the place for you. At least that's what hundreds, even thousands, have thought until they've been, in which case they are now filled with regret. Many have told their stories. Many have ignored them, thinking they are strong enough to survive the twisted mind of Russ McCammy, the owner of this horror experience like no other. Surrounded with recent controversy, Tennessee's Attorney General Jonathan Skirmetti served Russ on Halloween, and McCammy Manor has now gone under investigation, much thanks to the monster inside. The recent Hulu documentary where four survivors bravely tell their stories in hopes that one day Russ McCammy will be stopped. We are here with one of them today, Chris Smith, Russ's ex-best friend and survivor of McCammy Manor. Prepare yourself. You don't want to miss it. Disclaimer. Whitney and Liz are providing a platform for survivors to tell their stories. The views expressed in this podcast are simply our own. This episode is for informational purposes only and should not be considered legal. Welcome back to another episode of Spillin' the Tea, and boy, is the tea hot this episode, so we are glad you're here. Whitney, how you doing? I'm doing great as always. As uh, always. I'm excited for today's, or tonight's episode. It's tonight yes. where we're at, so. Yes. Yeah. Um, we are recording this, uh, I know it drops January 9th, so when you're listening, this is uh, going to be in the future, but um, we're recording before Christmas, so this is quite the Christmas present for Whitney and I. Um, So last year, for like two seconds, Whitney, you mentioned this extreme crazy haunt called McCammy Manor. Um, Yeah, I I was scrolling on TikTok, as I do, and this lady had her head shaved off. Mm Mm-hmm. And my hair is my everything. And so I was like, what the <laughs> hell is going on here? So then I dug a little bit more and then I mentioned on the podcast. And yeah, go ahead. Tell them where we're at now. Yeah. <laughs> full so full circle moment. So like flash forward. Um, well, after we wrapped recording, Whitney started sending me all these videos of this woman named Lori. Okay. And then I was like, this is nuts. Well, flash forward then to this last October, like near Halloween time. Most of our listeners watched a Hulu documentary called Monster Inside, um, which featured McCammy Manor. And I was like, holy shit, I I know about this because Whitney brought it up. I like know what's happening. And so I'm watching it in utter awe. Okay, so on the documentary, they feature this Facebook page called McCammy Manor Exposed with a little Kool-Aid guy. So pretty easy to find. And I was like, you know what, Whit? I'm just going to shoot my shot, okay? So I joined the Facebook group, and I was like, hey, guys, new here. Never done this before. I'm not part of the haunt, but I have a podcast. If anyone wants to tell their story, um, I would love to offer that platform. Like, we definitely want you on. And to my utter shock, uh, Chris Smith was tagged and replied, and uh, now we are sitting here with Chris Smith from the Hulu documentary. So welcome, Chris. Hey, thanks for having me. I, that That's cool how that all worked out. I, I assumed you guys had been following for a while. 
Yes. Well, you know, no, we're newbies. We're newbies to this whole world. But boy, let me tell you, when you said yes, my dramaturgy background from theater, I was like, I must know everything. Okay. So I deep dived into this world and I feel like I've been part of it for a hot minute. But there's so much that we don't know. Um, but yeah, when I when you messaged me on Messenger and we started talking, I texted Whitney and I said, holy fuck, you will never <laughs> believe what just happened. And I was, yeah. so then I told her and she was like, what? And so we were just so honored. So thank you. Oh, that's so cool. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's dive in. I know that you are the creator, correct, of Horror Road Trip? Yep. And yep. you said you're the co-creator of Haunted Road Trip. So can you go Correct. into that? What is, what are those? Yeah. So actually, Horror Road Trip was first, um, and that got created because of McKamey Manor. Okay. After I departed from there, my first attempt to kind of draw people away from it was to go and review these extreme haunts and regular boo haunts across the country and kind of show other options that were out there and safer, more professional. And so that's what Horror Road Trip is, is basically showing other people that there's different avenues besides the one that is so easily found mm. online. Um, after that, a few years did that, and I've been to every haunted house that you can think of at this point. Like, <laughs> I... I, I don't get scared anymore, right? Yeah. And I was talking to my best friend, Boston, and I was like, I need something. I need something new. I, I need that adrenaline rush. I need to get scared again. And I said, you know, I don't believe in ghosts, but it <laughs> would be really cool to stay in, like, the most haunted places in America. And we can do a road trip. And... She was 100% in. Before I could even come up with a game plan on where to go, she bought every piece of paranormal equipment you could even God love her. She's my think about. <laughs> and so the first night on our road trip, we stayed at the Lizzie Borden house. Now, no. Oh, <laughs> I go into this just assuming, okay, I'm a skeptic. This is a tourist trap. Nothing's going to happen at all. I became a believer that night. Oh, my God. There was so much activity. Um, I Now, remember, going into this, I knew nothing. We had all this expensive equipment. We didn't know how to use any of it. Uh, <laughs> luckily, there was a tour going that night. Even though we had the place rented between, like, I want to say it was like 10 and midnight, the public could still come and do a ghost hunt. And so the tour guide was this amazing dude. He saw the stuff that we had, and he was like, I'll teach you how to use this right. So okay. we let everybody that was in the group with us try out this equipment, and we all got like a tutorial on how to use all this stuff. Wow. That's and so at the time, I don't know if you two are familiar with this. Have you heard of the Estes method? No. It's, okay, so this is like the new real big trend in paranormal investigation. And basically... One person sits in a room, they have headphones on, and they're listening to a spirit box. Now, they're noise-canceling headphones. They're instructed, whatever words they hear, to just shout them out as loud as they can. Everybody else sits in a different room of the house and asks questions. 
And when you get answers that coincide with what you're asking within a second, it's insane. Dude, I cannot. I could never. So, <laughs> we were sitting there, and we're we're in the living room where Andrew Borden was murdered. Whoa. And we were asking if we were talking to him, and the answers were like, get out. This is my home. I want you to leave. They were very stern. And that made mm. sense for that time frame that he was like the king of his castle. You know, he didn't want all these people in his house. And then we got some random answers where it was like, village and trees they just kept saying village and trees over and over and over again and none of us we we were guessing we're like yeah maybe back then it would be considered a village maybe Mm -hmm. there were a lot more trees didn't make sense to us till the next day when we were packing up to go we were looking at the autopsy photos and where he was murdered above him was a giant picture frame that said the village elms i just got chills (laughs) holy crap (laughs) Uh Yeah. So got hooked on that. Yeah. Um, After that, it was a wild ride. We were streaming live on YouTube. We hit three other locations that got some big views and got hit up by somebody randomly on Messenger. And they're like, hey, they're filming a special thing at this location. It's about an hour from where you're at. I can get you into it if you want to go. And we said, sure, what is it? And they said, it's a surprise. Just Take the address. Don't look it up, please. We want you to be surprised when you get there. We got there, and it was the Conjuring House. Okay, listen. Stop. I went to that Stop. movie. I went to the movie, and I left 15 minutes into the movie. The <laughs> oh, no. You and I are, like, not in Kansas anymore with this conversation. <laughs> um, I love it, though. Oh, my God. I'm yeah, loving this. Insane yeah. stuff there. I've been back a couple of times since. Every time you go, it's a different experience. Um, I will say that is one of the locations that I think I have never heard somebody go to and not get some sort of an experience. Oh, my goodness. You are so ballsy, Chris. <laughs> yeah. I'm dead serious. What is, are you not scared? Maybe this is such a stupid question, but are you not scared to, like, getting possessed or, like, having something take over you or something? So, I get asked that a lot. Do you? Um, okay, so I'm not crazy. <laughs> I No, I get asked oh, that a lot. I, I'm not really scared of something actually getting me. I have had stuff follow me home to the point where I'm at work and we see on the security cameras, like, I'll walk into a room and a trash can will just whip across the room. Um, <laughs> so, it's a cool little trick. I, yeah. I um... I will tell you what, that first month after that stuff started happening, I was a little on edge. Now I'm kind of used to it, Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't get to me as much anymore. But I do like going to the creepiest, scariest haunted place I can be and see if I can spend a whole night alone there. Dude, you need to come. You need to come up to Nashville. There's got to be some wild places. Oh, Johnny Cash's old house. Doesn't Mother Maybell still like? Isn't she still there? And then Max, the Maxwell Hotel is supposedly haunted. I've heard here. of that one, yeah. No. Oh, shit. Hey, no. you, I have a guest room. <laughs> 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 um, have you ever been to... So my husband and I honeymooned in Vegas because we're obsessed, right? Entertainment, okay. blah, blah, blah. Well, we went to the Haunted Museum in yeah. Vegas. Zach, what is his name? Baggins. Baggins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you been there? 
I, I years ago, okay. years ago, I've been there. There's it's, there's some wild stuff. Yeah, there is some wild stuff. There's the Conjuring rocking chair. I must have mm. rocking horse rocking chair, and okay. then they play like this sound bite, you know, of like the exorcism <laughs> and all that. I have a random question. So we went to New Orleans for her bachelorette party. That city just had a vibe to oh. it that it was oh, just. Yeah. And I was wondering if you felt the same way. Yeah, 100%. New, okay. New Orleans has so much activity. And that vibe, right? That mm-hmm. that vibe that you feel. Um, yeah. I didn't understand what that was until going to the boarding house. And oh my God. I can walk into a place now. I've been to so many different places. I can walk into a place and think, all right, there may be some sort of activity, but it's probably very light. Or you know you're going to have a good a good night because you just you feel that different type of energy when you walk yeah. into a room. It, it's it's amazing. And until you actually experience that yourself, it's so hard to explain. Yeah, oh I just gosh. felt so unsettled the whole time we were there. And then she was dragging me to go in some kind of... <laughs> evil museum or something i was like no i love no. all of it i love all of it what's her name well who's the voodoo queen it's um Ma- um Madeline. oh my god angeline um somebody played her in coven i can't think of it but i would love for you to go into the lalori house like yeah. madame lalori that shit's nuts did you watch American Horror Story Coven? Are you into that at I, all? I did not watch Coven. That's like one of the few seasons I didn't watch. Okay. Well, it's phenomenal. But <laughs> if you go, we did a haunted tour. Because, listen, okay. I'm into all this stuff. I can. I would rather, I think, experience paranormal activity than have mm-hmm. some creepo chase me with a fake chainsaw. Okay? <laughs> but So many people say that. <laughs> Seriously. I, I Listen, I won't go into a haunted house because I am, I will die on this hill. It is so easy to be a murderer in a haunted house. Okay. <laughs> if, mm-hmm. I am shocked if it has not happened yet, somebody being like cut, you know, cut the actor's mm-hmm. throat and then they infiltrate and then they are sawing you and everyone's like, Whoa, what a great show. Yep. And then you're freaking murdered. Okay. <laughs> you're giving people ideas. You're giving people ideas. It can't be a new idea, Whitney. I'm not a genius. Okay. <laughs> but if Gosh. you go on this haunted tour, it, which I'm sure you have, they take you to Madame LaLaurie's house. And if you look up, they have a boarded window up in the attic. Okay. It's mm. like cemented over. They did that because she used to keep slaves up there and she would like dismember them and sew them oh. together. So there was a woman that they were... Um, like, let's say Whitney gets her legs and her arms cut off. She would sew them on my body, and she created a human spider. And the person was so, like, distraught by herself and living in this state, she threw herself out the window. Wow. Okay. And then, okay, a servant, like, um, uh, caught the kitchen on fire on purpose because they were trying to, like, kill themselves. Okay, listen, I freaking love <laughs> New Orleans. I love I, it. I need to check that place out. I Please have not do. been there, and that does sound like something up my alley. Like I, I have to go see that. I was sick that night. <laughs> I did not I, 
<laughs> I think, um, I think, didn't Nick Cage, Nicholas Cage, like bought the house, lived in it for some time? It was so freaky. He likes, yeah, I know. He's <laughs> that's very on brand for and him. Then, yeah, and then he sold. Well, here's another fun fact. We're getting so off topic, but Nicholas Cage bought a um, like a grave site. It's this giant white pyramid, and like you know, there's cemeteries, which are so cool. He bought one of those, but New Orleans has a rule. Okay, nobody hold this to me, my listeners. Don't fact check me, but I'm pretty sure they have a rule to where only like legacy family members who are a part of original New Orleans families can be buried in those cemeteries. But Ooh. federal laws have different laws. So he's going to wait till he dies. And then the freaking state and like government are going to battle if he's allowed to actually be buried there or not. They told us that on their on our tour. Wow. <laughs> wow. You should go, Chris. <laughs> I, I'm going to check that out yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Okay, so Boston, does she go around? She goes around with you on Haunted yeah, Trip. Yeah, it's like yes. Hill's thing. Okay. Yeah, so she's my, my co-host. Um, and it's great because like our relationship is very like brother sister we bicker we fight we get mm -hmm. into it all the time um so it's always fun with her she has been known for ditching me at locations uh, <laughs> like in me a, boston she says <laughs> like so for instance there's this one time at the conjuring house i'm in this crawl space and we thought something was behind me and i said just start flashing pictures start flashing pictures and if you catch anything, let me know. She flashes three screams, drops the camera, takes the light, and ditches me in this crawl space. <laughs> and all that's going through my head is, is one, I'm, I'm kind of a big dude. I'm in a tight spot on the ground, so I can hardly move. Uh, there is something dead behind me that she just saw, I'm assuming. Stop. I couldn't get out quick enough. Oh, my gosh. <gasps> I would love for you to take your equipment and do a Grand Ole Opry tour. Mm -hmm. Oh, that'd be cool. Especially in the Ryman. But every there's a lot of people that say they see the ghost of, um, help me out. Miss McGavick? Yeah, Mrs. McGavick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would be really cool. Mm -hmm. I've heard some stuff about that place. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, has Boston ever done McCammy Manor? No, no. She, okay. I took her to a wax museum once that was probably the scariest haunted house. You can find that on YouTube somewhere, her reaction. It's just her screaming insanely okay. <laughs> throughout the <laughs> I feel like she mentions that a lot on your series that you're doing, yeah. Rise and Fall of McCammy Manor. And you talk about being a brother-sister. It's so funny to watch y'all on there because you're like, <laughs> stop spoiling things, though. Right. <laughs> you're like, you're literally killing me, dog. <laughs> Oh my god, it's so funny. Um, okay, so you said you've done like every haunt. So how mm -hmm. many, if you ballpark it, how many haunts have you done? Are, are we talking extreme or just in general? Let's do extreme. Just extreme. I want to say it's in the ballpark around 13 different ones. Oh, and there's not many. I think currently there's only about three or four that are going still. Oh, wow. Why is that? So... Um, there's a lot that goes into them. Uh, a lot of the times they'll pop up for one year, a new creator trying to do something and maybe they, they didn't make enough money because there really isn't a whole lot of money to be made in it to put in the time and effort to do another one. Or maybe they just had that one story they wanted to tell mm. because 
See, a lot of people think of an extreme haunt, they think of McKamey Manor, right? Where it's just torture and going through. These extreme haunts are like really being in a horror movie. There's a beginning, a middle, and an end to a story that you go through. Sometimes that story is directly related to you. Sometimes you're seeing it through somebody else's eyes almost, or you're a fly on the wall going through it with them. Wow. That's really neat. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so that's the difference between what an extreme haunt is and a haunted house. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. So a haunted house is more of just a maze. You go through a maze, a winding maze, and people jump out and scare you. S- extreme haunt is more of like an open world. Like, you'll be in a mansion and you'll have free roam of this mansion. Or uh, an asylum and you can you go to all different rooms. There's no linear path that you're going through. God, I would well, never go well. to an asylum. <laughs> That's nuts to me. Um, okay, and there, there was one on the Hulu documentary. I believe Brandon went through it, but I, mm-hmm. Melissa definitely did, right? What one is that? Have you done That's that That's Miasma. Okay. So that one it takes place in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, it switches the location all the time, depending on the storyline. And it is so sought after to get into. Now, I have not been able to go to that one. I have yet to ever be able to snag a ticket. Literally, tickets go on sale, and it's minutes before they're sold out. Wow. Um, oh, wow. Okay. So, extremely limited, but it's because of the amount and time and effort that they put in for each individual to go through. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. Interesting. Um, can you tell me a little bit about Crucible? Yeah. What? You, uh, um, cru- so, is that one super scary because ben did it too i watched a youtube Uh video didn't he do it with you yeah so there's a little bit of a twist to that um so the people that run that place i'm good friends with uh they usually don't do off like season shows Mm -hmm. and i reached out to them because i had started becoming close with ben at that point and they wanted to see what a real haunt was and they said you know what yeah We'll we'll do one with just you guys. Cool. And the thing was, we needed to somehow film them go through. Because they wanted to have it for their channel. Now, Crucible mm-hmm. usually doesn't film this stuff. Mm-hmm. And we were like, well, how, who's going to, who is that going to take away from as a character filming and make it mm-hmm. weird? So, Ben thought I was going through it. I had already been through it three times. And I was like, there's nothing more I'm going to get out of it. I know how everything works at this point. So they gave me the camera. So within minutes, I tapped out of it. And they thought I was gone. I hurried up, put on a costume. No And way. then they just thought that I was some weird, crazy guy with a camera walking around filming them. Uh, ben even told me he didn't realize it was me until after he was done. No um, way. Yeah. Well... I feel like maybe you're so into it that you don't... Like, I don't know if I would even know if it was Whitney, and Whitney has such a distinctive voice. Right. <laughs> um, that's crazy. So, what would be your top three favorite extreme haunts? Favorite extreme haunts, for sure, would be uh, Crucible. That's my top one. 17th Door is another one. Um, that's in Cali. And then the other ones are closed now. Like, I would want to say Blackout okay. would be one. Uh, the Basement was also good. Another one that's gone. 
There is one in London, though, called um, Scream Park, I believe is the name. Mm -hmm. And I love that one because it was similar to one that we used to have here in Michigan, where it's an overnight camping experience. So, nope. you start <laughs> out camping, you gotta do scavenger <laughs> hunts, you gotta collect things through the woods while you gotta interact with different monsters and creatures. Um, that that one I really like. Wow. Neat. I was actually gonna ask you if they're only in the States, but sounds like no. There's Oh yeah, no, there's like one in each country. Awesome. Wow. wow. This is a whole new world. I know, I know. I'm like, wow. <laughs> the fact that... Um, Folks, and I know there's all different reasons why people want to do extreme haunts. They have their own personal reason. But I just could never. I don't want to be scared like that. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. That's wild. I, think if, I look at it this way. It's like I would never sign up for the TV show Survivor. Mm -hmm. right. I feel like people probably sign up this for the same reason. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But, yeah, that's what I was thinking the whole time I was watching documentaries and stuff i was like it's like survivor i would never do that but i see why right. somebody would can i ask why you like extreme haunts uh for the adrenaline okay. i you know i really do i'm very creative i like to experience things rather than just a walkthrough haunt like i love a walkthrough haunt those are always fun i love seeing the set designs and all that but i want to play a role. I want to play a character. And when I go through these extreme haunts, I'm never myself. I always pick a persona that I want to be when I go through them and just kind of live out a story on my own. That's fascinating. Very yeah. cool. Um, yeah. Is there any that, like, do you have a bucket list of extreme haunts that you want to do? Miasma. That's, that's on my bucket okay. list. And I can't believe uh, my top three... Uh, they will kill me if I don't shout them out, and I can't believe that I went it's blank basic. on that. Uh, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Fear Experiment in Chicago okay. does absolutely amazing shows. This past Halloween, I did their public show, and it was... It, they gave you like the character you were going to be by just a name tag and one sentence of dialogue. And oh, you wow. could run with it. And mm. it was such a cool, like, Halloween tale that you went through. Listen, that's um, some improv theater right there. Yeah. You know? It, I love it, it. Was, I it. It was fantastic. They do great work out there. Um, okay, I've, I have to ask, because I'm very curious whether this is real or he's being funny. Is Ben's basement real? Like, did he really create an extreme haunt, or is he trying to be funny? Or can you not disclose? Um, so he just recently <laughs> had that event, right? When I yeah, went yeah, through, yeah. when I went through it, uh, there was stuff. There was more stuff that the manor had, right? Okay. And there, there was a thing that he didn't even catch until later because Russ claims to have this Cheshire cat, um, that you got to get into its mouth and slide down, and. We were all leaving Ben's basement, and I looked up, and I saw there was a stained glass window. It was just a real small stained glass window, but it was the Cheshire Cat. And I was like, Ben, Stop. you even have a Cheshire Cat? You got animals? You have an actual stunts? You have a Cheshire <laughs> Cat? Like, you are the real deal. You have a warehouse? Like, 
Oh my god! I wish that would just be the the picture for yeah. Ben's basement. We <laughs> right. wanted to buy a T-shirt so bad, and then um, I already saw this video of his about how everything kind of got closed down um, mm. before he could sell enough T-shirts. And yeah, it it didn't happen. But hey, if he ever sells them again, I'm buying a dang T-shirt. Right. <laughs> and they did do that event, and. The video footage that I saw of it, it was one heck of a show that they put on. Good for That's him. Awesome. Good for him. Yeah. I've become a very big Reckless Ben fan. After oh, Ben, ben and Danny in. are great. I love that. Okay. So let's start getting into McCammy Manor. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> so first I want to ask you. And we may cut this out unless it's good information. But Wit and I really wanted to ask you. So on all of these videos we're watching, people are talking about how his followers will ruin your life. Okay. How real is that? And do we need to be scared? <laughs> um, I don't think you need to be scared. Okay, um, great. It's real. It's okay. real. Uh, they will contact your families. They will do SWATs on your house. They will dox your address. What does doxing uh, mean? So doxing, like, let's say we're talking and I accidentally give out your address or your social security number. But we're talking okay. and we're fine and I accidentally just say it, right? Okay. That wouldn't be considered doxing. Mm -hmm. Now, if I went into a forum or I went live and I knew somebody had it out for you, and you could prove that, and I gave that information away so that they would have that, that's considered doxing, and it's extremely illegal. Holy cow. So what they do is find people that want to hurt you in some way, maybe not physically, but financially, by stealing your identity, things like that, and they give your information to them. Wow. Well, if they want to take all $5 of mine, <laughs> you know. I may be getting ahead of the the program here but <laughs> <laughs> no spoilers what, no i'm just kidding <laughs> what do these people that are so diehard fans of russ yeah. why, why do you feel like they're they're so gung-ho to come to his defense and yeah. to ruin people's lives on his behalf um it's like a cult it, it's it's very much like one because as hard as it's to think like there's so many of them he is messaging them privately as they are his close and only friend. So these people build up this sense of, he's only telling me this. I need to, I need to be there for him. Mm -hmm. There's no way these rumors that I'm hearing are true. I need to stick up for him. And he doesn't allow you to go into these, I call them anti-MM groups. Uh, they call them hate groups, right? He doesn't let them go into those. Because he knows the truth is there, and he doesn't want to see him. So if you are a close friend with him, and he asks you to go and be a mole in one of them, you're mm. on your way out. Once he gets mm. the info from you that he was looking for you, you are now shunned and kicked out of the groups and told that you have become a hater. <sighs> He's the worst. Okay, yeah. he's like Regina George. I like to <laughs> over yourself. Okay, so as you said in um, one of your YouTube videos I watched... The Hulu documentary honestly didn't even scratch the surface. So 
Can we like start all the way from the beginning, how you came across McCammy Manor mm-hmm. and how you like met Russ, all that good stuff. I think you said it was through a logo because you're a graphic designer. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so I, I was working on, I was in between projects and I was just making the skull logo with some like VHS like filters on it and whatnot. And I was watching Netflix and Haunters Are the Scare was on. And I'm like, this movie is so crazy. There is no way that this thing is real. This has to be fake. And I didn't know what to do with the skull logo. And I just typed up Kami Manor, put it on there. And I was like, huh, I wonder if this will get me an in. This guy has such a big waiting list. There's a movies about him. He's not going to talk to me. (laughs) Send him a message with that logo. And I say, hey. You can use this free of charge. I just ask maybe 20 minutes of your time for a phone conversation. It wasn't even five minutes later that he messaged me. Wow. And from there, it was first right off the bat. It was, hey, somebody dropped out of a tour. Do you want to come in this weekend and do a tour? And I'm like, no, I I don't want any tours. Mm -hmm. I just watched Haunters. I just want to know, is this stuff real or fake? And he was like, well, you know... Use use your noggin. Do you think it's real? And I was like, I think you'd be in jail if it was real. And he was like, Yeah, mm-hmm. it's all smoke and mirrors. From there, he found out I knew how to do video editing. Uh, started sending me pre-edited clips, but he wanted like effects, like transitions, and that put on them. So I was doing that for him, and it got to the point where. I was comfortable enough with them, and I felt the stuff was fake. Now, I hadn't watched anything from San Diego besides what was in Haunters. Mm-hmm. I hadn't done my research. That's my bad on that. Uh, started to build up a friendship with them and became a mod for them and eventually ended up signing up for a tour. Dang. Wow. Okay. If he was giving you clips, clearly they weren't mm-hmm. bad enough to raise red flags yet no they were nothing more than what you see on the facebook lives but he would cut them so like if you watch the full thing you're like okay the person got sprayed in the face with the hose for a second whatever right um it wasn't anything that you didn't see there but he would cut it to just a second to the point he he would cut it to where it was like a scream, and it looked more terrifying than what was going on at that time. Mm. So it'd be stuff like that. Okay. Um, and around what time was this? Because didn't going through your footage and watching this rise and fall, which we'll get into in a minute, it started getting a little whack around 2011, mm-hmm. right? Started getting uh, a little bit more aggressive. Yeah, it, it becomes a little more aggressive. I still keep that in the, the boo haunt stage or the home haunt stage. Uh, the kids were still acting there, but we were starting to finally see them physically touch you aggressively, move okay. you around. Um, they start, I want to say around 2013, our last video we did when we see the person in the cooler mm-hmm. and they're slamming. Well, that's mm-hmm. something that happens in Sears training. It's a way of breaking up teams and a way of ruining um, companionship, partnership. You know, it, it's how you turn people against each other, and that's one of the methods. So he started implicating that stuff in there, and he still to this day mentions that he uses forms of Sears training um, in the haunt. Now, he's never gone to it. 
he's never been a part of it. It's what he reads online. So I don't Gosh. want people to think that he's like this special, you know, and secret trained. agent guy, he's specially trained, trained guy. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Um that's annoying. I'm a military kid, so that's annoying okay. that he says he he yeah. just looks that up. Okay. Um He was just okay. a recruiter, wasn't he? That was his main job and I think he collected mm-hmm. dirt in Japan for a little while. Dirt? What for? I guess uh, for studies. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so that's how you met him. Um, you've said in interviews and in the documentary that you felt like you and Russ kind of were best friends. So do you really feel like you knew him, like knew him, or do you feel bamboozled by that relationship? Um, I feel that I saw all three sides of Russ, which I describe a lot, Mm -hmm. um, I think I I finally did get to know the real him, and I kind of wish I hadn't, because uh, mm-hmm. that real him and the one that I thought was my friend are two totally different people. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, I find it extremely scary. I feel like Russ's biggest tactic is using your brain against you. Our brains mm-hmm. are our biggest weapon, and he weaponizes them against you. And that in, ins- in itself is very freaky to me, right? That someone can make you kind of turn on yourself in a way. Yeah. Um, so I find that really interesting. And so when did it really hit you that Russ was kind of a villain, so to speak? Not till I was leaving. Um, the signs were there. Like once I was out, I saw, I saw it like looking back, like, why did right. you do this? Why, you know, because it would start as little favors, right? It was always like, hey, I need you to do this favor for me. I need you to do this. But you started seeing the controlling throughout that you were just blinded to until you stepped away from everything. You know, like, yeah. um, I would get threats from him that he would commit suicide if I didn't harass his ex-girlfriends by telling them how horrible of people they are that he left them and that I wish nothing good happens to them. And he would tell me that if I didn't do that, he would kill himself. Wow. And it was things, yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot of that. Um, A lot of phone calls when screening people, if he didn't like their response, he would make me like, almost be mean to them like mm-hmm. let them start to come there and then want to cancel their tour when they're on their way damn so just so that it wasted their time and kind of got like one off for them you yeah, know that's shitty yeah. yeah 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 um i just wonder why these women are even attracted to him and stay I with him there is no are he in um he was with a woman named holly right are they still together no no holly actually had left him already when I had met him. Oh. They were still kind of talking, like, through the internet and on the phone, but she was no longer living there with him at that point. Uh, Since then, he's had, I want to say, two big girlfriends, like, where they lasted a while and they were at the manor a lot. But as I've been diving into things, I'm starting to find out that there's, like, many girls in between. I can't get one boyfriend. 
that's, no, that's what I say all the time. I'm like, I struggle to find a date. And I got this guy who lives in the woods and tor- tortures women. And he has them knocking down the door. Listen, ladies, I'm going to need you to not. Okay? I'm going to need you to stay away. There's toxic and then there's that. So let's stay the away from that. standards are in hell. <laughs> the standards are in hell. My God. Okay. Yeah, it kills me. Um, and honestly, a lot of them are pretty good looking, too. And I'm like, babes, what are you thinking, dog? Okay. Yeah. Um, let's see. So, okay. We, you have started this series on YouTube called Rise and Fall of McCammy Manor. You are going all the way back to the early footage, all of the, um, haunts that he put out, right? Edited. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I just watched the second episode with Brendan. He was one of the uh, 2011 child actors from the haunt. That was... I felt so bad. I felt like Boston. Like I was pissed when I started hearing y'all talk about certain things, which if you want to know what I'm talking about, go check it out. Chris Smith's YouTube channel, Rise and Fall of McCammy Manor. Um, What would you say? I know that we talk, or we, who am I? I know that y'all talk about how he like tries to one up himself year to Mm -hmm. year. Right. But there had to be some other element that actually was like the switch from like an actual extreme haunt, one-upping it, trying to be better, and then being freaking nuts and like hurting people. So what do you think that was? So what I'm starting to see right now, because I don't know if you two have heard or not, but we were able to get access into a hidden Facebook group that only had Russ and the San Diego actors in it. Okay. So there was like 12 people. There yes. in there is Excel sheets that show like their plans for the night, who acted on what tour, uh, their real thoughts about the people going through the tours. You see Russ like dish out like start harassing this person now in it. Okay. Uh, at one point they compare themselves to Guantanamo Bay, and talk oh. about how they're worse and like brag about it. Okay. Um. That stuff starts happening around 2014. Okay. So I think in the series, we are just about there. Mm-hmm. The fame has started to get to them. Hunters mm. has started to being filmed. And now it's like, okay, it's no longer a boo haunt. People want me, like TV studios want me to make th- these shows for them. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm starting to see the greed and the want to just push that limit a little more and a little more. Interesting. So, um, do you think the greed is what pushed you away and did all the actors and everybody involved that walked away from him see it at the same time and get together and say, hey, we're done? Or was it everybody kind of figured it out little by little on their own? So... From my understanding, we're we're still doing such a deep dive and learning more about the actors because they've been so secretive mm-hmm. about stuff. From what I understand, all the actors left at once at one point, and that's going to be around 2016, 2017. Okay. Um, that's when the manor leaves San Diego and moves to Tennessee and starts its new form. Okay. That's what I was going to ask. For me... Mine was different. Um, I had started getting 
a lot of hate from the anti-MM groups, which, all right, I was sticking up for Russ, I was fighting his battles for him, I I was an ass, right? Mm -hmm. And one person decided to have a very civil conversation with me one night, and we were going back and forth, just talking our views, it was a very good conversation, And they said, but how would you stick up for somebody that hurt these women that put them in the hospital? Now, I didn't have knowledge of that at that point. And I said, if you could prove to me right now that somebody went to the hospital, I'll leave. I was already stepping away. I was already starting another channel that later became Horror Road Trip. Mm -hmm. And this person sent me pictures of Lori Brotherton the one that you were talking about earlier. And I went to Russ with those pictures, and I said, Russ, you've been my friend for years. I've seen you... Because I I had seen him do good things. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I just... Did you film this happen to this woman and do nothing? And he said, you'd be surprised what i do to get the shot. And that was all I needed. And then that was when I was completely gone wow okay well um i thank you for walking away because i know people still work with him and i just can't like the i watched um ben's video uh i spoke out against the manor or something like that and it shows marissa's haunt as much as she would let him show and that mm. guy that pins her down, I'm like, what in the hell? Because it wasn't Russ. I forgot his name. I wrote it down. Yeah, somewhere. that was Chris. He is yeah. no longer affiliated, but oh, good. He's, yeah, he he's he's just gone for now, out, out of the scene. For now, <laughs> um, yeah. yes. Uh, for our viewers, if you don't know, um, Russ McCamey Manor is actually currently under investigation from the R Attorney General here in Tennessee. So thank you, sir. Um, and I believe wasn't his last haunt like on Halloween or something. So it's been a minute. I don't even think it was it then. Um, it was before then. I, since I believe Nathan was the last one to go through. Okay. Okay. So that was quite a few months now. Is he at Walmart now or do you know what he's up to? From what I understand, he's no longer at Walmart anymore. Oh, good. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I think Walmart politely asked him to uh, take a leave. (laughs) Good. I so obviously there's no twenty grand. Let's get to it. There's no twenty grand. The dude works at Walmart. So he has a pension. He sold a house in Cali. He does have some money. Here's the thing: it's impossible to win that money, right? Because he makes it impossible, or it's like yes. literally impossible. It's literally impossible. Even if you could survive the waterboarding, it's God. impossible to do the task that he gives you. So let me give you an example of this. Right, uh, rat race is probably okay. the most common one. Okay, he tells you that you gotta go on your back, go through these rat cages. And at some point, you're going to come up to an area where there's going to be a plexiglass container with a key hanging from it. And you got to grab that key. But once you grab that key, thousands of rats are going to fall on you. And that starts the clock to get into the manor. Then you have to survive the 8 to 10 hours. And you'll win the 20 grand if you just don't quit in that time. 
Now, your time hasn't started till you got up to that key. Well, guess what? That key doesn't exist. There is no key. There is no key to ever get into. You're just going around in a square over and over again while he waterboards you until you can't do it anymore and you quit. All of his stunts are set up like that. There's always this big challenge that you're about to go and do, but you can never start that challenge because that door to get into it just has a brick wall behind it. Damn. There's no way of getting in. And what is the manor? His house? The manor is just the overall experience. The overall experience. Okay. So I'm going to explain this like I'm explaining it to my mom. Because when she hears this, she's going to be like, what the hell is McCammy Manor? Okay. <laughs> so mom, um, what happens is you meet Russ in a park, right, Chris? Mm-hmm. Okay. You meet Russ in a park. You have to sign a 40 to 45 page waiver. Yeah, it's a 40 page waiver. 40 page waiver. This waiver states so many things. I would love to know what else it states. But what I know is he can waterboard you. He can shave your head. He can pull your teeth out. He can pull off your fingernails. Um, Does it state that he can drag you from behind a car? I don't remember if it actually says that or not. It, It probably does. It probably does now. Okay. I know that it states that you will die. Like, yes. somebody pointed that out to me today in, yes. a, in a Facebook. It literally says, it does. you will die. Yes. <laughs> um, cool. Thanks, Russ. Yeah. Let me sign that. Um, crazy to me. So, yeah, you do all this. You sign it. It takes forever. Doesn't he make you read it out loud? It you takes it forever. Out, it takes hours. Yeah, okay. Because um, I think when I was watching Rhett's footage... Um, he said it took like five hours to read this thing. Or mm-hmm. no, no, no. I'm sorry. It was the Dark Tourist season one, episode eight, back yeah. in the USA. That's on Netflix. Because when Rhett went through, I don't believe the forty-page waiver was there yet. It was still quite a few pages, but it wasn't to the one that we know today. Okay, and it was fake. He signed a fake name. Right. Okay. I just want to say, I worked in the industry, and my main job was making contracts for, like, concerts. Mm -hmm. It was never 40 pages, and it was, like, (laughs) (laughs) some big names. That's crazy. I would would hurt myself if I had to read a 40-page contract and edit it. Dude, that's so nuts. Like, who wrote this thing for him? Did he write it? It it originally started with Carol Ray in the original, uh, but it was nowhere near 40 pages, at that time that was in San Diego. And then I think if you actually sit down and read it, you see when like, he just got these like little thoughts when he was probably on his work break and just typed up like, Oh, hey, you could roll down a hill 200 feet. And then it doesn't, the, the wording is horrible. There's so many grammatical errors throughout the entire oh God, thing. I'd have a field day. Um, <laughs> it's so hard to read. Error. It is so hard to read. Um, does it state that you have to eat your own throw up? Yeah. Cool. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, then mm-hmm. once you sign that magical document saying he's allowed to do whatever he wants to you, then he, from some of the photos I've seen, he duct tapes your eyes, puts a bag over and makes you listen to this God awful soundtrack. Mm-hmm. And what is and- the soundtrack? The soundtrack is you hear Welcome to McCamey Manor, and then it's just like all like real instrumental like horror music. Like Does nothing that you would, this? 
<laughs> it's so he has it so loud it hurts your ears. Okay. And he has a walkie-talkie uh, duct tape to the side of it, so he talks <laughs> to you through the walkie, so you can hear the walkie through the music. And God bless you. Yeah, Top it's tier audio This is so equipment. like <laughs> Jeff is going to be like, what the. <laughs> um. I'd be like, sir, this is community theater. Okay, can we step up the production value here <laughs> right. if there's 20 grand at the end of this? Right. Um, and it's on an iPod shuffle, which is also <laughs> hilarious to me. A relic. Okay. <laughs> you just sent me. A... <laughs> that thing is in like history museums now. That is so funny. Okay, so then you get to the, you get to the manor. I guess he blindfolds you because he doesn't know where you, he wants you to, he doesn't want you to know where he lives, right? But he let so, Netflix out there. So he does. He does allow you to know where he lives because he oh, does okay. his he does his front yard stuff. So before you get to that, while you're reading the contract, you're usually in his front yard doing exercises. This boy carry- puts you in gym first. He makes you yeah. do cardio before he buries all, you all day till the sun goes down. Jesus. That is torture. Um, he says that it's to make sure you're going to be physically safe when you go through the haunt, even though you're just purely exhausted. That's his goal, is to mm. get you to quit there and never oh. even get to the haunt. Well, I can tell you, if he made me bur- do burpees, I'd be like, I'm out. Oh, yeah. Keep the burpees dog all day long. Burpees oh, all day Lord. long. Um, um, wow. Okay. And then he, he does the stuff you said with the duct tape on the headphones and he puts you in the back of his truck and he drives around for a while. You're assuming that you're driving to the manor. Well, you pull back up at his house and he gets you out. You can hear the damn dogs barking. So, (laughs) (laughs) you know, you're back at his house. His girlfriend's like, dinner's ready. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that was quick. (laughs) And you're like, damn, Ethel, get inside. I'm doing a freaking haunt. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god, I'm dead. Okay. Oh, by the way, um you said what did you say? Um oh, don't you have to be like checked by a doctor before you go do this thing? Yeah, so he requires a physical to be done on you. Now, how many people just maybe falsify a physical? I'm sure a lot. I, I've seen a few show up and be like, hey, I didn't go and get one. Is that cool? And then he'll be like, yeah, we'll break the rule just for you. But, okay. you know, make Man, sure on really camera. Does. He yeah. really does play into your ego mm-hmm. and your brain. And, like, yeah. I mean, reading a freaking 40-page waiver for five hours, talking about all the shit he can do to you, that's got to psych anybody out. For, so he's already oh, yeah. starting there, right? It's just yeah. to psych you out. Then the soundtrack. Then the cardio. <laughs> then, God bless you for putting up with all those three things. I don't <laughs> even know what else you did yet. Um, okay, so then then you start the haunt after cardio, correct? Yeah. So. Okay. My first tour when I went, I didn't get through the contract. I I had enough. It was cold. It was raining. I was done. He had a dog that was sick. I felt bad the dog was sick. And I was like, take the dog to the vet. I I just don't want to be doing this anymore. Mm -hmm. So that was my first tour. I stopped there. Okay. Went back. I want to say it's like six months, a little less than a year later, I went Mm -hmm. back. And um, this time we skipped all the front yard stuff because at this point I know everything's fake, right? So 
the average person may not know everything's fake, but this time I went to right where the banner was. We were going to shoot promotional stuff because he had just gotten some new stunts built. Okay. Um, at this point, if you're just somebody going through, there is no plan on what you're going to do first. It's whatever Russ wants to do. Okay. It's all about Russ. And there's all different things you can go do. All different things. Um, it is important to note that you don't have to pay admission to go into the haunt. And I learned this from Brendan on your YouTube was that because wasn't there a California law stating that if you like charged admission, there were restrictions of what you could do? Yes. And I believe it's the same for Tennessee too. Okay. So he operates on donations. However, and I want to stress this because there is an interview that we will be showing at some point. Where he says it's a donation, but if you don't donate, then you just don't get in. Oh, that's so interesting. He, he gets people that. to still pay money, and on the packet you get, even though it says it's just a donation of a bag of dog food, it also asks for $60. Okay, wow. I was going to ask where the dog food came into play. Okay. Yeah, so it started with doing shelters. Uh, I believe that was Carol's idea in uh, San Diego that she wanted to give to Greyhound shelters. Mm -hmm. And uh, that did happen then. Okay. And now it's you're just feeding his dogs. Which, one, that's not that healthy because everybody brings different um, brands and that. Mm -hmm. And I know you ain't supposed to be mixing up all different brands for these animals mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -mm. So that's what he would do, though, was that food went to his dogs. Okay. Okay. I just wanted our listeners to know some of the basics of, like, mm -hmm. how you even get in, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so now you go through the haunt, and there are some, there's different parts of the tour, right? And I'm going to rattle these off, and you stop me if these are wrong. Manorhorn, Spectrum, um, the Morgue, mm -hmm. Oblivion, mm -hmm. Rat Race, which I feel like mm -hmm. you just explained, and Alice, which I feel like is where the Cheshire Cat comes in. Yeah. So, walk. can you walk us through some of these? Like, what the hell do yeah. y'all have to do? Yeah, so uh, the morgue is a real simple one. It's basically you lay on a morgue table, and he has uh, prop equipment, prop fake needles. Um, if you saw Ben's thing when he was getting the needles in them, they're retractable mm -hmm. needles. He has a scalpel that if you look on the live videos, you see the blood coming out like way ahead of where the blade's even touching you. <laughs> okay. So he's not really kind you. He has some chainsaws that are made out of styrofoam or plastic, mm -hmm. things like that. That's all the morgue is, is just sitting there while he does this stuff to you. Um, okay. Most people can get through that. That's nothing big. He'll threaten to pull out a tooth. That's all a rumor. A tooth has never been pulled out. Oh. Um, there was one person who had a fake tooth that pulled it out for a video, and that's where that all came from. Mm. Wow. Thank you. You heard it here first. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um And then let's go to uh, Manorhorn. Yeah. What's Manorhorn? Manorhorn is like a giant tree fort. It's in his backyard, and there is a zipline attached to it. I know there's a lot of speculation. Does Russ really have a zipline? He <laughs> does have a zipline. Um, it's not two miles long, but <laughs> it's a zipline, okay? Chris, you're the um, best, okay. So you go up, 
about 30 feet in the air. Uh, how you get to this is by being dragged behind the car, behind the truck. And oh, you have a God. harness on for when you're being dragged behind the truck. You think the harness is for the truck. It has nothing to do with the truck. The harness is on you so that when you get up and you're outside the manor horn, you're blindfolded. You don't know where you are. You're told you've been led up a mountain. He's clipping the zip line onto your back, onto the harness as you're walking. You walk up, you get on a platform, you're laying on your stomach, and he tells you at this point, I think he takes the headphones off of you, I believe is what he does, so he can actually talk to you. He tells you to sit on there, and when he gives you the signal, you have to trust that he lined you up perfectly with another platform about six feet below you and that you are hanging over a cliff and you have to just jump now you've already had a long day your mind's messing with you you're blindfolded you don't know where you are you've been pulled by a truck you've walked up quite a bit of stairs to get 30 feet up you are now really in a mindset where you think you may be over that cliff. So what he does even more is the headphones are off of you. As he's walking down the stairs, he's talking to you, which gives the appearance that you're being lifted up even higher and out. Okay. So he's yelling at you from the bottom of it, and you think that you have just been lifted up even farther, and you have to jump. And he tells you to jump. Um... Myself and only one person has ever jumped. Now, I jumped because I knew it was fake. I, I knew okay. ahead of time th what was built. I had seen it being built. So I didn't even hesitate. I jumped and the zip line snapped on me halfway down. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, oh god. I'd, I will say it was a graceful fall. I didn't even know that the zip line broke. I thought he had played a trick on me because I knew I was supposed to get to a platform and I landed in a field of tall grass and I thought there were snakes in it, which I hate. <gasps> okay. So I thought he played a bad trick on me. That wasn't the case. He ran over and he was all freaking out and he was like, yeah, the zip line snapped and that's what had happened. Um, one other guy jumped, he was a thrill seeker and he just, he didn't even care. He didn't even hesitate. He jumped in. It worked for him. Damn. No, nobody else has ever jumped off this thing. Is that where they tap out most of the time? Yeah. I've seen people up there for hours. Oh shit. Hours oh contemplating. He'll this just will leave get them me there? Yeah. And he'll tell you after a while, oh. Hey, screw the 20,000 and making it all the way. I'll give you just 10,000 if you jump. Oh, that's and even these worse. People what if they jump? They don't get the money. No, he'll find out some way of talking them out of getting that money. Um, but wow. nobody's ever taken them up on that deal because they don't know if they're actually going to die or not. Oh, my gosh. That's so sad. How far was the fall for you? Like, how high is it really? It's, it's really 30 feet up. And okay. just for safety measures... There is a about 10 foot by 10 foot black uh, tarp that's about three feet off of the ground. <laughs> so if you fall off of that and don't get impaled by the spikes holding it up, oh, you God. may be safe. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, okay. Um, so if you survive that... If you survive that, then uh possibility that you can go to is Alice. 
Okay. And what he tells you is, is you're going to go down a rabbit hole. Mm. And at the bottom of this rabbit hole is a plate that is pressure sensitive. And when you lay on this, it knows how much you weigh. It will reveal a trap door and you are going to roll into Wonderland, which is this underground facility that he has built. And you have an hour to get through all the obstacles and confront Alice. Now, your time starts once you lay on that plate at the bottom of the rabbit hole. What the rabbit hole is, is a vertical ball pit. You crawl in upside down. So, you're head first, diving through the balls, trying to get to the bottom. Mm. You're blindfolded. Sometimes you're in a straight jacket. Mm-mm. Once you're in and you're upside down... He puts a metal grate on top of it to pressurize it and lock you into place. So it's like you're frozen in cement. No matter what you do, physically, it's impossible to move. And he turns a hose on. So all the water starts to run down and you're upside down. All the water is now soaking into your mask. And there is nothing you can physically do until you have a panic attack. And he feels that you are done to pull you out. Holy cow. That's, oh God. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's the farthest people go, usually? Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that will get you because the only way out is quitting. And you didn't make it to the bottom because you physically can't. And even if you did, there's nothing down there. Oh my gosh. So the clock can't start, right? He's the worst. Um, Spectrum and Oblivion are kind of one and the same. Oblivion is these trenches that he had his ex-girlfriend Holly dig for him. Mm. They're impressive. They're giant trenches. I mean, she, this girl has some muscles, and you could tell where she got them because she was digging for a while. Dang. Um, so you're in these trenches, which... Who knows what's in there? It's out in the middle of Tennessee. Like, there could be snakes in there, poisonous snakes in there, right? You don't know. Sometimes it has water in it. Sometimes it doesn't. You're crawling around blindfolded. It's just a a square with, like, a little... It's like four squares together, so you can go all different ways and be in there for hours. Mm -hmm. Eventually, you find your way to a, like, sewage tunnel that you got to crawl up. That is where Spectrum starts. You crawl up the sewage tunnel. Usually Russ greets you at the top of that tunnel with a hose. They sprain on you, and he does a Christmas story Santa to the boot face, you know, where Santa pushes kid down the slide. Yeah. So (laughs) he does that to you pretty much right when you get to the top of the tunnel and you slide all the way back down and have to try to do it again. Um, You get back up, and you're in there, And he has these three blocks on the ground, right? Okay. And you have to pick up one of the blocks and find out, uh, find a key that's under them. But every time you pick up the wrong one, you're going to get hit with an onslaught of paintballs. I knew this was coming, and I thought ahead when I went through, and I bought a bunch of BMX padding, and I sewed it into my onesie. Genius. So... I'm in there, and he was getting so frustrated with me. I'm picking up the wrong brick, and he's just unloading, and they're just bouncing off me. Like, I'm not even phased by it because I it's just that. hitting all my padding. Yeah. And 
he was getting so ticked off. He finally was just like, just pick up the key and open it. You're no fun. So I get the key. And in the center is like a, a sewer cover, right? And you mm-hmm. use the key, you unlock it, and you can pull the cap off the sewer. And it's a well. It's a 10-foot well with numbers spray-painted all around it. And at the bottom of that well is a trap door with a lock on it. And it's a combination lock. He says, all those numbers around that well, there is a pattern, and that equals the answer to unlock that combination at the bottom, which will open up to Spectrum. Spectrum is a 200-meter... Uh, or 200 yard underwater maze that every so many feet you gotta go underwater and come up to where a light is and press a button and there's supposed to be a bunch of like uh, alligators and caiman in there come right on. come on <laughs> yeah I and, went down um, Florida and got me some gators yeah <laughs> and so you get lowered in by um, by a wench and lowers you down into there, and he takes it back up. And now you're in there, and you're looking around trying to fill, figure out the combination, and he turns on a hose, and it starts to fill up with water. Now, it's so dirty. Within seconds, you can no longer see that combination lock. There is no answer to the combination lock, but even if there was, you would, it would be physically impossible mm-hmm. to try to get that open. Mm-hmm. Um, you're down there while it fills up with water either till he fills up enough that you can swim up and reach up or he throws down that cable to pull you back up wow but think about this this is where it gets scary right Russ is no spring chicken what if something happened to him while you're down there it's just you and him there is no paramedics there is no camera person anymore you're in the middle of Tennessee with no one around. Yeah. You brought that up in the Hulu doc, and I thought that was such an excellent point. What about, um, who's his cameraman? Cecil, right? So Cecil helped for a few tours. Cecil is no longer a part of it. Okay. Good so, to you, Cecil. Yeah. Cecil turned on him, and he got us the evidence that we needed to show that Russ was operating in the barn. That's right. Reckless Ben footage right there. Yep. And didn't you blow the whistle on that? You saw so, the footage and you were like, holy shit, Ben, you're in the barn. It all came full circle, right? Okay. I, When I was a part of the manor working with Russ in 2019, uh, we went viral. We were all over every news station, everything, um, radio, all that. And... Finally, the city came and did inspections, and they wanted to shut them down because of the use of the barn. Mm-hmm. Well, I was Russ's right-hand guy. I got copied on every email. I helped draft up the action plan to move everything out of the barn. And to my knowledge, I thought that that had all happened because a buddy of mine went helped move everything out of the barn. It was confirmation that they weren't using it anymore. Mm-hmm. And I believe probably for a good year they didn't. Um. So, I had been sitting on these emails from that for for years. And I was like, okay, um, you know, the uh, if I ever see somebody in a barn again, without them knowing that, like, you could never coerce somebody to go into the barn because then that defeated the case. 
right? Mm-hmm. You could never mm-hmm. tell them they had to go in there. Russ had to do it willingly, and they had to go in there on their own. And we didn't really want to send people to the manor. So it was like, when will he slip up? Mm-hmm. I did a video called... Uh, the wish version of an extreme haunt where I went through and broke down all of Russ's stunts and Cecil calls me and he's like, Chris, when was it that that thing went into place? Like last week or something? And I was like, no, like in 2019, he was like, well, where do you think Ben, when I did my famous line, phone batteries dead, he was (laughs) like, where do you think that happened? And I was like, did that happen in the barn? He was like, yeah. And then mm-hmm. we got a copy of Ben's tour because Ben had screen recorded it when it all happened for his thing. So I'm talking to Ben. Ben shows me and we're watching the video. And we're like, oh, my God, you're in the barn, dude. This is it. We got him. Yeah. And uh, so it was cool. It was cool that, like, the three different groups all working together were able to. Yes, it is. Hold it is that very in. cool. So um, when y'all figured that out, is that footage what was sent somewhere to then get the AG involved? So, no. The AG did get involved because of the Hulu doc. Um, Okay. And it's stated in the letter that they sent Russ on Halloween that it actually says because of recently watching the Hulu documentary Monster Inside... And how, how poetic to, to serve them on October 31st. Oh, isn't it, though? I'm loving it. <laughs> it, it, was, it was great, right? And um, so can't say too much, but they mm-hmm. probably got all that information. Okay. Um, okay, so speaking of the Hulu doc, the demise, he thinks he's so famous that it's his demise, right? I love it. Yeah. Um, what was it like getting a call from Hulu? Like, how did all this happen oh, for you? It was it was crazy. I it the original call for the concept of it happened only a few months after I walked away. Okay. Wow. So you know we're talking 2019, I believe, mm. was when the original call happened, Damn, and then, um, they talked about it. They did. They filmed like interviews like a real mock-up of what they were planning to do with it and then it went like silent and we all thought oh it's done nothing's gonna happen and then i want to say see we're in 2023 we filmed the majority of it in the beginning of this year And a little bit of the end of last year. I know we took a break because of uh, the holidays, but it was like the tail end of last year. So this all happened really quick. Mm -hmm. And um, it was really cool to get a phone call from Hulu. Now, nobody that worked on the movie made a dime. Like, we did this all voluntary. There's a lot of rumors out there that we got all this Hulu money. Mm -hmm. Uh, No. I, I actually paid for my own travel. Mm. <laughs> like oh, wow. I it was just about getting the platform yeah. to spread <laughs> so much awareness. Like we didn't want to pass it up. We would have paid whatever to be able to have that opportunity. Yeah, I bet you're so glad you did, especially now. Now oh, that yeah. we know that that's, yeah. you know. So did you know um Brandon, Melissa, Gabby before the Hulu doc or So I knew of Gabby, never Mm -hmm. spoke to her before the movie. Um, 
Now, we still don't talk like every day, but I, I, I've yeah. talked to her since because of that. Um, Melissa was the first person I ever tried to talk out of going to McKamey Manor. Oh my gosh. Were you working there? Or you had I, I was I was still talking with Russ, but I was no longer modding for him. Okay, okay. And so I was kind of like in this weird gray area where I was talking to both sides, and I was finding out who was signing up for tours and then telling them so that they could talk them out of going. And mm-hmm. Melissa was the first one that I reached out to. Wow. Uh, I was not successful. She went twice because... <laughs> but, you know... Or th- <laughs> And so she went through it. Um, she ended up, it seemed like every time I went to an Extreme Haunt event, she was there. Wow. So me and Melissa have met quite a few times throughout the years and become great friends. Cool. Well, I, I truly appreciated her vulnerability and Gabby's. Um, and it does make me wonder if... You know, she talks about how she kind of blacked out and then she woke up. She's not quite sure what happened. And it does make you wonder if, because she's not the only woman that happened to. Like, a lot of women have just woken up, right? And there's something that the movie doesn't show, right? Mm -hmm. When that happened, she didn't really think a whole lot about the blackout or whatever. She thought she fell asleep. Mm-hmm. And she went and did those exit interviews that Russ holds as such a trophy. Um, it wasn't until a couple days later that Russ sent her a text message saying she asked him something. She first asked him, like, I haven't seen any of the footage yet. I mm-hmm. hope I didn't break the camera. It was some some stupid joke like that. And he said... You didn't break the camera. However, I wish I would have gotten the footage that I really wanted when that camera wasn't rolling. Yeah. And she says that in the Hulu doc. Oh, does she? Okay. Yeah, she so does. yeah, so but that was like days after she had gone. So she had left, you know, and thought it was good. She was supporting it. She had a great time. And that's all that aftermath that we saw. Where Russ yeah. is like, look at her. She's she's so supportive of the manor, then why would she do this video? Yeah. Well, it was because it was days before you sent her that text to make her wonder, what if? Yeah. Which was his thing. That's what he wanted was that power to have over her. What a creep. Yeah. Okay, so what about Brandon? How long have you known Brandon? Me and Brandon have crossed paths... Um, Throughout the years, but we never really talked, and it wasn't until actually filming the movie that we grew a tight bond. Mm-hmm. And now, me and him, I, I, we talk daily at least. I mean, like mm-hmm. every day. I don't think there's a day that's gone by since we filmed the movie that we haven't talked. I love that. He reminds me so much of my brother-in-law. Actually, when I was watching, him, oh, really? I was like, "Wow, yeah, it was pretty crazy." Um, and so. I must know, how did you meet Reckless Ben and Danny? So, I didn't know that they were filming a a series. And I was just trying to get a hold of people and talk them out of going. Mm -hmm. I didn't know who Reckless Ben was. I hadn't watched his stuff or anything. And so I called him up like, dude, don't... He had already gone through... And Danny was next to go. And I was like, whoever your buddy is, like, don't let him go, dude. You know what this is. And he did uh, a phone call with me. And the phone call felt staged. Like, I was like, 
this guy's acting. There's mm-hmm. something up with him. And then I started researching who he was, and I was like, oh, man, he's going to expose the manor. Yeah. Okay. I'm on board <laughs> with this. Yeah. And uh, it just, through casual conversation, turned into this friendship where mm-hmm. it was just like we were always talking about what we could do, what we can work on, and um, just a collaborative effort, you know, get you info when we can. Make sure to show this, point you in this direction. Mm-hmm. And then once the movie came out, he was like, you guys got to come out to L.A. and hang out. Mm-hmm. And wow. that's when we flew out there and met him. Dude, I love that. I love all his stuff. He's so funny. Yeah. Um, but Y'all are all super smart the way y'all are. Yeah. The way you going about getting him. And, yeah, <laughs> all this stuff. And, like, that's what Whitney and I are blown away by, how they infiltrated the Facebook page and did all that. They're oh, so that was funny. so fun. Um, Changing the contract to be, like, that so was much good. money to $1. I was like, yeah. genius. Yeah, like, yeah. that's so wild. And then he acquired the hard drive, yeah. which... Famous hard drive. Any in any insight to how he got this hard drive? I'm so, sure you can't like name names or anything, but I can tell you how the hard drive came to be. Mm-hmm. Now I don't even know how Ben got a hold of the hard drive. I don't even ask that question. Okay. I want to be completely clean of knowing any of those answers. <laughs> Fair enough. A lot of people say though, there's a rumor that it's a stolen hard drive that was stolen from Russ. Mm-hmm. That's not the case. Years ago, he had a hard drive that was having issues and needed to get worked on. He sent it to somebody to work on it and told them that he would pay them when it was fixed. Well, the mm-hmm. person fixed it, and Russ never paid for it. Mm. So Russ never got it back. <laughs> <laughs> He's his own worst enemy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, that's funny. That's funny. Oh my gosh. Um man, Russ, you gotta be smarter too. I just have to say this. When you were talking about his girlfriend digging holes, all I could imagine was the holes movies where she's like, I'm tired of this grandpa. Well that's too damn bad. That's all I could picture. Oh, you know he was sitting in a lawn chair eating a sandwich. <laughs> like, need to get a little Poor deeper lady. over there, honey. Dude. If that's not what broke them up, it should have been. It should have been. Okay, so we're talking about this hard drive. I have just even the footage that I've seen just that's out there. It looks horrible. I know that there's a lot of staged parts where he's like, you know, say this, say that, whatever. Um, Especially from Marissa's footage that I've seen. But my burning question is... I get that there's different reasons why people go in the first place. Okay. Like Brandon's an adrenaline junkie, you know, Melissa and Gabby both talk about how they wanted to be famous, you know, on YouTube, Mm. whatever, whatever your reason may be. Why do people go back? Like Christine has been like three times. It's, it's his way of manipulating you. Um, he the most common one this is the one that got me to go the second time it's i believe how he got marissa to go the second time as well is he will tell you hey i'm 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 losing all my following i got nothing left in me i got like one more great show that could turn it all around but without you in it 
I don't think I can pull it off. Like, you've been through. You know it's fake. You know that you've lived. Like, I need somebody that can truly trust me to come to this place and do this one more time. It can only be you, though. And he keeps it up, and you just go with it. I That's just feel exactly like if he how tortures you, though. I feel like if he tortured me, and it was so horrendous, I wouldn't mm -hmm. care that he but was he, losing a following. Yes. Here's something I probably shouldn't admit, but when uh, Ben and all his group were infiltri infiltrating the manor, yeah. I kind of felt bad. <laughs> like, I was like, okay, this guy's stupid. But at the same time, I was like, this is kind of sad for this guy. He looks like such a dork right now. He took away his, he should, his though, little Whitney. Facebook group. I know, but I still, like... <laughs> I still had those thoughts of like, oh, this is this. Oh, is I did not. I am far <laughs> too much of a Hufflepuff and like want people to go down that deserve it. Okay? I was I was so upset. I had just been made admin for like <laughs> less than a second, and Russ blocked me, and I was like, no, I had it back in my hands. I had oh a post God. ready and everything. Um, <laughs> but uh, your question, why? If he did that stuff to you. Yeah. After you go through, he convinces you that he did nothing to you. You never got anywhere. You never even lasted a minute. You never even started the clock. Nothing really happened to you. You were fine. It's his way of doing it. Now, he knows what people it's going to work on again. He can't just do it to anyone, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because, yes, you're going to get some of those people that are like, no, what you still did was not okay. But if he got that sliver of hope with you, that maybe you were like, yeah, I guess maybe I did overreact, then maybe he can pull you back in. He's like the most toxic girlfriend. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, dang, he gaslights the crap out of people. Oh, yes. <laughs> Holy cow. Okay, so going back to your haunt, you have done it how many times? Three. The, yeah, McKinney Manor? Yeah. I did twice. Oh, twice. Twice. Is it true that you had a heart attack during one? No. Okay. No, I, I don't know where that was. You had a heart attack. I, I almost I, died. I did. I'm like, damn, Chris. I, I have read <laughs> that I had a heart attack. I read I was hospitalized for a month. Yeah. I read that I've been in a coma. I read that there was a kissing scene between me and Melissa on Monster Inside. None of these are true. I watched Monster Inside. There's no kissing scene. I know. There, there's a video links for this scene, and it just goes to some guy talking, like giving his take on the movie. But it says, <laughs> the Chris Smith and Melissa Everly kissing scene that you've been waiting for. Oh, my gosh. And then people get rickrolled by somebody yeah. talking about the movie. Yeah. Wow. Oh okay, God. well, thank you for setting the record straight. Yeah. But I did watch your footage of being buried alive, and you're like, okay, but literally I tap the hell out and he just keeps going and for you did you get pissed like how do these men yeah. like you like not fight him it was at this point with me i mean we've been friends for a couple years now mm -hmm. and we had talked all night because the majority of it was staged you know i knew i was doing Mannerhorn, i knew i was doing spectrum and oblivion i knew what those were mm-hmm I thought that we were done for the night, and he was like, wait, we got to do this new public transportation. I'm going to pull you in this cart instead of by just hanging on the back of the truck. 
And I was like, okay. And so I got into the trough, and that's how he got me in there. And you see me keep quitting. Like, throughout the whole time, I'm telling him no. And leading up to that, he would joke around, like, we're going to bury you alive tonight. We're going to bury you alive tonight. Because he knew, personally, that was not something I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Um, When it happened, I was very, very upset in the moment. And I thought, going through my head, this is, like, your best friend. Like, are you just mad now are you going to be mad later like i knew russ was the kind of guy that if i would have flipped out on him i was out Mm -hmm. and i didn't know if i wanted that at that Mm. moment and so i just i needed time to myself to think and process if that was really truly how i felt and that was the big turning point for me That's when I started being open to more conversations with these anti-MM groups. When I started kind of stepping back and seeing, okay, I don't like how he's treating this person. And that is also around the time when he started, like, walking away from me as well. You know, he would ask me to do less things for him, wouldn't talk to me as much, because he knew that, we had hit a point he got out of me what he needed mm. and he really had no more use for me has anybody has that anyone ever tried to fight him during the hunt like just lost their crap um you know there's there's been some people that have flipped out on him verbally verbally mm. i i don't think anybody's actually tried to physically Go after him. To me, it kind of reminds me of like people won't fight the Westboro Baptist Church because they know that they'll immediately sue them. Mm. Like they try to get people amped up, amped up, amped up Mm. to fight them. I feel like he's the same way as like he wants to get people so upset. I don't know. I feel like it'd be the same way. He would immediately put a lawsuit on you. Yeah. Right. Fair enough. Um, Wow. That's crazy. What are. Like, what's your end goal, obviously, other than to, like, get the manor shut down? Do you want to see Russ in jail? Do you, like... I mean, if Russ went to jail, I think that would be the justice that so many people out there are looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a stretch. I, I don't know if that's possible or not. Um, so my main goal is some sort of legal documentation that prevents him from operating anymore. Mm-hmm. No slap on the wrist, no just, okay, get, like right now it's great. He's not running. Mm-hmm. That's cool. But once this heats off of him, he could start it back up again. I need that 100% confirmation that legally he will go to jail if he even thinks of starting it back up again. Yeah. Have you seen the group? Um, I saw like a screenshot of someone. There was like a McCamey Manor. Arizona actors. Is he like, oh, yeah, he's going to so, Arizona? So we're, we're diving into that right now. When we infiltrated that Facebook group with the actors, mm-hmm. there is talks of a property being looked at in Arizona. Now, I looked into, I'm not in the Arizona actors group yet. I've been trying to get into it. I haven't been able to successfully do that yet. Um, that was created in 2016 which was two months prior to the group that I did get into ending. Mm. Wow. 
So I know from being in the one that property was being looked at, but it looked like it fell through. I don't think an Arizona show actually took off, but I do question, did they test stuff out and what happened in that location when that was running? If it was running, I don't know for sure yet, but that is one of my main focuses right now. The McKamey Manor Road Trip Group that we just recently started on Facebook, um, that is what we are diving into and trying to figure out right now. Gotcha. So it's not necessarily like you know that there was something brewing there in the past and you're investigating Mm -hmm. what exactly happened there, but that's not... Like, to me, as an outsider going into this, I was like, oh, my gosh, he's moving to Arizona. Yeah. So it's yeah. not really that. No, I don't, I, don't, I don't think he's going to Arizona now. I think if he goes to anywhere, he is going to try Alabama. Um, since he's always claimed to have a hunt there, and he never did. He never had a hunt in Huntsville, Alabama. He had a buddy who had a hunt right by Nashville, and it was in the woods. Every now and then he would take somebody to the woods and have them there. So I guess technically he had two locations. Somebody wanted to argue with that with me online. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? You're right. You're right. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> he could have drove down the street and let you out. It would have been the exact same thing as that. But okay. Yeah. <laughs> Some people you just have to like be like, okay, sure. You know. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know that in the early days, didn't Russ act himself in the haunts? Like, he was one of the Chainsaw Guys or whatever. Why did he stop doing that? He, um, I, I think he only did that for one video where oh, okay. he played a character. Mm-hmm. Uh, Russ's thing has always been the camera. He, so he, weird. and that's what I didn't know until we started doing the series was he literally went through every tour. Every group that went through, he filmed the whole thing. So they couldn't do multiple groups at once. Like, I thought it was, like, nonstop, like, revolving door of people going through. And then uh, Brendan was telling us on that. He was like, no, it's like one group went through and then one more. And they did, like, four or five a night. And that was it. Yeah, because you have to, like, wait outside Whitney for 45 minutes or whatever until the next one because he, like, redoes it. But what blew me away when Brendan was talking was that there's only, like, what, nine actors? It yeah. looks like there's 25 people or whoever I, coming at you. That blew it, me it, away, too. I, I was shocked. I was expecting high numbers. I thought yeah. he was going to tell me there was, yeah, and 20, was like 30 six. people. <laughs> yeah. And it was like. Even Boston was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh, wow. I didn't realize, and you kind of just touched on this, but. Um, I didn't realize that there's one to two people that go through each week or that we're going through each week. Mm-hmm. That's just so insane to me. Yeah. So, um, insane. so I know that he does hypnosis when people are going through a haunt. When does that come into play? You just started laughing. What, what is the hypnosis? <laughs> he, Russ doesn't know hypnosis. Okay. He, thank um, you. I was like, how does this dude know everything? If he put half the effort <laughs> Into hurting people, into like, you wouldn't be working at Walmart. Um, It's all power of suggestion. I guess that's kind of what hypnosis is, too. So if that same person that argues about the location and wants to argue with me, I'll say, sure, he knows it. Um, (laughs) So he, he puts the headphones on you, and throughout the time, he has kind of started to drop these hints 
that he is giving you some sort of trigger word or mm. touch your shoulder. Something is going to trigger you to have a panic attack. And he doesn't have a specific word or anything, but if he starts to notice in the time if he says something and you react to it, he hones in on it. Like, he's very good at what he does in his scare tactics and how to manipulate mm -hmm. you. Um, if you watch his Tennessee footage, you'll hear him say the word relax a lot. That was kind of yeah. what he went with at Tennessee and how he says it. And that is what people started picking up on, and then they'd be fans of his watching his videos. And when they would be there and he would say, just relax, all of a sudden in their head it triggers, oh my God, he do he knows mind control and he know he just said it, I'm, I'm going to spiral now, and they have their own panic attack. Wow. See? Using your brain against you. That's so wild. Uh, well... Okay, so he doesn't know hypnosis. I was no. envisioning you at the park signing this waiver and then him He's being like, little... now look at the watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, um, <laughs> and you're like, uh. <laughs> Another thing that he does with that is, is that may make you feel that you have an easier out. So if hmm. you're really bummed out, oh man, I didn't get anywhere, I didn't do anything, and he'd be like, well, you were hypnotized. And then that rumor just spreads a little more because then you're going to be like, yeah, he totally hypnotized me. I, I saw this. Because they now are on the end. They now are part of the gag, right? Yeah. And they just help spread that rumor. Wow. Okay. Um, so <laughs> I have a question real quick. <laughs> And I don't want to psychoanalyze anyone, but I know at the beginning you said that it kind of started out as this one thing, and then the more fame that he got, he turned into this completely other person that kind of drove him into this crazy insane. But is there anything about his past that you know that you think drives this craziness? Uh, yeah, there there definitely is something that happened in his past. I don't know if you want that on your thing or not. Um, it's pretty dark. Um, but yes, there was a traumatic thing that happened to him as a child, which leads into a lot of the theories about what happens at the manor. Mm. Can I ask okay. if it was sexual? Yeah. Okay. Yep. I'm picking up what you're dropping down. Yep. Um, okay. So you had mentioned rats during mm -hmm. rat race. You mentioned you have a fear of snakes. First of all, if someone's going to ask me what my biggest fear is, I'm going to say money or something, right. okay? Because they're right. going to play it against <laughs> you. <laughs> oh I'm going to say, I would say snakes. Snakes don't bother me at all. Now, when he put that freaking tarantula on Gabby, I would have thought. That's yeah. nuts to me. But the snakes can't be real. Are the snakes no, the real? Snake, no, no, no. So in San Diego, there was one snake, maybe two that were real, it was one of the actors that had it, and mm -hmm. if they were there that day, it okay. was there, but the majority of the stuff that you see are all fake animals, besides, like, the spider was one of the actor's pets. Okay. God, who has a spider as a pet? That's a red flag <laughs> for me. Okay. If you have a spider, we aren't talking. <laughs> um, that means you're a I little unhinged. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um... Okay, I'm trying to think what other stuff Ben has exposed. He exposed the saw. That's obviously fake. Yeah. 
and like all different sorts of stuff. And it's just theater, right? And here's the thing. I'm watching all these, I'm watching, you know, the rise and fall. And I'm like, being in theater, I feel like I would know that all this is fake. But then on the other side, he gets into your psyche so much that you believe it's real. Mm-hmm. Right? Like the whole morgue thing. He yeah. ain't cutting you, but you see blood and you see a scalpel and you're going to think that he's cutting you. Yeah. I don't know. What's the, what's the, how far has he gone? Like I saw with Lori, her face was so swollen. Did they like, she oh, says they beat her. Did they beat her? It was, it was like a gang initiation. Mm, it was just awesome. hours of punching. Uh, when I've talked to her, she said at one point she just quit feeling pain. Bless her heart. Because they would not stop. They never would stop. They made her drink her own urine. Why do they do that? Yeah, like, can you go into some of the darkest stuff that they do? Obviously, drink your urine. Um, they drink hit your urine. Hit, yeah, I mean, there's numerous accounts of people that have been having head trauma because of being beaten. People with a lapse of memory. From what happened, we heard that uh, on one of my interviews with Christina Busters, there's yeah. like 30 minutes. She doesn't remember what happened, but she was soaking wet when she came to. Okay, so I remember her saying that. You know, what happened there? Um, Drinking watching, throw up. Uh, eating other people's throw up. Oh, gosh. No. Yeah. If you went, that, that happened on... Buster's to her as well. Her partner threw up and they made her eat the other one's vomit. Dude, how do you do that how though? I don't sanitary. Yeah. That's uh, um another Buster's one. This happened with a lot of them, but Buster's if if you're watching old videos or seeing screenshots of it, it's that famous scene when they're in the outside in like the swamp mm-hmm. and they're all around them. That was like literally mm. a sewage outlet. Like that was like stale water, standing water, gray water, whatever you want to call it, that they were laying in and sitting in that whole time. Now you had cuts, you had you, your eyes, all that stuff. Like how somebody didn't get some disease from that yeah. or that water cooler. They don't change that water. It looked disgusting. Oh, I, I've talked to so many people that told me they peed in it. Because they're uh, scared? Uh, yeah. Holy cow. <laughs> like, it's it's disgusting. Um, oh, my God. I mean, when you get to the beating and all that, that's that's where I'm like, this is too much. It, it's, it's sick. Um, if you want to go to the creeper out. Yeah. Uh, he, uh... You, when you quit, you got to give your onesie to him, right? He keeps your onesie. That, you yeah, look at Ben's good. video in the barn and some of these other videos I've been posting in the uh, McKamey Mayor Road Trip group, you'll see the onesies plaster the walls of the barns, and he has them on dividers where he makes them like rooms. All of these onesies throughout the years that he's collected, it smells so bad. That's so messed up. I was wondering why he made you, you being everybody that goes, wear a onesie. And I was like, is it to, like, make them feel inferior? Like, what is the point? Part part is that um, some of it was it was a haunt only around Halloween. 
people would come dressed up before, and then it started being on mm. times when it wasn't Halloween, so you wore a onesie because then you were still dressing up, and those were easier to get than a Halloween costume. Then got to the, be the point where it was something that covered you totally, so nothing could snag, things like that. Okay. Um, and then I, I think a lot of it was the degrading mm-hmm. and just the creepiness of an adult wearing a onesie and then you keeping it. Like, there's yeah. there's something there to that that's just very creepy. How did you feel about handing your onesie over? Oh, it was gross. It was it was so gross. I'd because be like, no. And then he so had- my first tour after I quit during the contract and he took the dog to the vet, he insisted I had like face pain and stuff on, right? Mm-hmm. He insisted that I meet him for dinner when he was done, but please don't wash any of the stuff off because we had to get the shot of me quitting because we didn't have time to do it because he had to get to the vet. And so I kept all this stuff on my face. Got this onesie on. I, I don't know why the heck I sat around for a few mm-hmm. hours, but I did, right? Mm-hmm. So we're out to eat, and at this point, the paint's stained my skin. I've tried to wash it off. I'm just green now. This is my new life. Like, <laughs> I don't even know how I'm going to explain this. And I'm about to leave, and he was like, oh, hey, I, uh, oh, you still got that onesie. Kind of need that. And I was like, dude, I'm at a... Speedway. We went to a speedy cafe to have pizza. I was like, I'm at a Speedway. Like, this is what I'm wearing. He was like, you don't got, like, anything on under that? I was like, well, I do, but it's, like, boxers and, like, a t-shirt and that. Like, I didn't know I was giving you my onesie. And he was like, I need that onesie. Gross. So he followed me back to get the onesie. That's gross. Yeah. It kills me that he wants to get pizza afterwards. Like, he just annihilated everybody and then he's like so pizza (laughs) he did that to Lori dude I cannot after all that (laughs) happened he said so we're going back to house to have some pizza if you want to join us and she was like no yeah I'd be like (laughs) right dude I I just I really hope that for people like Lori and whoever else the Hulu documentary made them feel better about standing up, and I hope that this investigation makes them feel validated in standing up. I know when I sent you her TikTok saying, hey, this is how you know all this happened, um, and she doesn't really do many interviews, but I'm, I'm hoping she voices things more because mm-hmm. her story is heartbreaking. It is. And she's only been yeah. once, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Man. Okay, so is there anything that we haven't covered that you want to cover? That you want to talk about? Uh, the only thing I would say is check out our new Facebook group, McKamey Manor Road Trip, uh, mm-hmm. where you got a lot of info dropping. And uh, we f- I feel like with this actor group, we found a whole nother rabbit hole that we didn't know existed. So a lot of stuff to come out. And... Hopefully it will fill that time for because we got to be quiet because of the investigation on certain mm. things. So as much as we want to expose everything to the public, we can't just yet. Um, this actor group thing will hopefully fill those voids and bring to light some more justice for people. Because not only were, you know, Russ did bad things, but there was people that 
also were like his fist, you know? Mm-hmm. There was yeah. people that, I, I think that the people that beat Laurie are just as bad as Russ filming it. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I am, uh, I guess the best part I can think of right now is ex- I'm excited to see what 2024 has in store for this whole situation and mm-hmm. yeah. everything that you're, you're all your endeavors. So this is such a cool interview. Yeah, yes. well, thank you for taking the time and talking to me. I really enjoyed it. Man, thank you so much. Thank you. I can't wait for this to come out January 9th. So, cool. Yeah, can't wait. I'm excited. All right. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks, Have a great night. Hey, you too. <laughs> All, All right. right. Yeah. Bye. Stay in good touch. One. Yep. Bye. Bye. Thank you all for listening to Spilling the Tea. Whitney Merritt and Liz Ent are co hosts and co producers. The show is edited by Jeff Ent. Our theme song is sung by Whitney Merritt. You can follow us on Instagram at T underscore podcast, Facebook at T, and TikTok at Nash for all updates and additional podcast materials. We want to hear from you, so be sure to send your comments, leave reviews, give us your ratings, and share us with a friend. And most importantly, y'all come back now, you hear?